We have two very interesting guests today. Our first guest is Brian O'Shea. He's an intelligent analyst, private intelligence analyst, private investigator, chief operating officer at Centurion Intelligence Partners. Served 11 years of active duty, worked with as a senior consultant and on and subject matter expert for two of the U.S. government's top intelligence agencies. We've heard some of his ideas through his wife, Naomi Wolf, and now we're going to get it right from Brian himself. Alongside of Brian, we're going to bring in Dr. Li Meng Yen, Chinese virologist known for her publications and interviews, where she has suggested that SARS-CoV-2 um, at least is a lab source and may have a nefarious uh, sort of uh Maybe even something more nefarious going on than that. So I am prepared to be upset, surprised, uh, disturbed, enlightened by today's guest. Uh, when Naomi spoke some of the thing of Brian's ideas, uh, Susan has never quite gotten over it. And she set this combination up today. So let's get to it. Our laws, as it pertains to substances, are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin. Ridiculous. I'm a, I'm a doctor for sake. Where the hell you think I learned that? I'm just saying. You go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. If you have trouble, you can't stop and you want to help stop it. I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. As I said, these are two exceptional guests from whom we are going to learn a great deal today, hopefully. Uh, I will be out on the Restream and also on the Twitter spaces. I forgot to set up my Restream. I apologize for that. Susan, why don't you talk a restream, little bit? Restream, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, right. Twitter. But you... we can see your comments on YouTube. And tell people a little bit about what led you to setting this up. Oh, I saw a... Uh, Mr. Wang with Putin last week on the news, uh, shaking hands and being very chummy, and it made me nervous. So I wanted to talk to somebody that might have information on who took that video and, you know, what it was for. And, you know, I know Fox News was carrying the, the story, and it was, and then we talked to Tulsi Gabbard about it, and they were very concerned. So I said, you know, we need some experts in here. So let's bring in our first expert, Brian O'Shea. As I said, Brian is an intelligent analyst, private investigator. He is the chief operating officer at Centurion Intelligence. You can find out more at centurionintelligence.com and also follow him on Twitter, Brian O'Shea, SPI. Brian, thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. So I almost don't know where to start with this. Uh, Give me your impression of what has been going on. Uh, for instance, one of the mysterious chapters in the the Chinese-American information exchange, let's say, that I find so curious is the one, or curious is the kindest thing I can say, is the chapter where we are convinced that locking down is the one and only God, uh, thus saith the Lord, way to handle this virus. And our scientists bought that and sold it to the world. How do, do you have any sense of how that happened? I mean, my sense of how that happened, and it's almost by the script, um, and I'll, I'll have to post the link, but, but Fauci almost looks like he was following a script. Um, there was that joint conference that he did with their version of Fauci. Uh, and that, that 
the script he was actually following was almost verbatim from the Chinese Communist Party. And do you was he hoodwinked or was this something they had agreed on because they were sharing in this gain of function sort of uh, nefarious thing? I actually went. I'm actually going so far as think, or could this be a counterintelligence operation that Fauci's afraid he's going to harm somebody if he goes off on his own? What do you think? Well, this won't be popular, but I think I think he was hoodwinked in the way academics can get hoodwinked. they believe that they are following a higher religion, that being science. And he said this much. These are scientists. This is, these are people of science. Borders basically don't matter. And I think the Chinese Communist Party, and I say that because I am talking about the Chinese government, not the Chinese people. Uh, they know this. Yeah. They know how to play it. And there was even a point um, a few years back where they locked all the international scientists out of the Wuhan lab. And the yeah the uh, one of the odd things I noticed right at the beginning was that they had these trucks to roll out and men in the white suits. It was a completely rehearsed thing. This lockdown, and it also looked completely political to me as a way of saving face, so some superior didn't have to deal with anything beyond what was being sort of addressed in Wuhan. Is is that part of the deal? They they kind of knew this was going to happen or could happen. I, I I think they knew it happened. I think they knew it happened long before January. And I think the I do believe the uh, the theater that we saw in the wet market of spraying things down was to show that, oh, this they were setting the stage for at at a minimum, this came from the wet market. I mean, they were already setting setting up the excuse for where it came from. That's what I think that part was. And as far as the uh, the theater of the trucks and the spraying down, I mean, (laughs) <laughs> who knows what they were planning what they were hoping to get out of that it was a bit ridiculous you might remember the butterfly nets and and all that sort of thing um but they were trying to show yeah, it, it was oh. <laughs> it was completely ridiculous and i think and i and i remember i that's why i'm so mystified that that fauci was hoodwinked by their what they were suggesting was the right thing to do something that was non-medical never contemplated before certainly something that he had never really thought about it, I'm sure. Suddenly, he's convinced that that's the way to handle... I, I, I just, I still can't get my head around it. But as it pertains to the virus itself, um, why do you think we were so... Well, there's all these email exchanges now we have from the Twitter files that show Dr. Fauci and his teams discussing this certain lab, this certain thing that they had concerns about, and they say as much as 70, 75% probability this is coming from that lab. They go back and forth for several weeks that way. Then all of a sudden their email chain goes silent. You can't, I, I don't know if it's a function of the FOIA application or somebody doing some shenanigans, but you suddenly don't see a week. A week goes by and a Nature article is put out by this same group who seven days prior were saying this is definitely a lab leak defending the wet market source and the real comedy i've pointed out this over and over again it's racist to say it came from this internationally known high level uh technology of a coronavirus studying lab but to say chinese people are gross and eat animals in a wet market that's not racist it was incredible to me, and and then that was sold to the American people as it's racist to say they are they've got this extraordinary lab they've been doing research. Not racist to say they're eating a pangolin. 
Exactly. And I, I don't think they sell pang pangolins in that market. Anyways. <laughs> right, um, right. I don't think they ever have. Um, but right. yeah, I, I, it, everything you're saying, uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, please, please. Okay. Well, everything you're saying that uh, to me, looking back, of course, at the time, you know, I didn't know. I knew right away that this escaped. They have lab leaks over there all the time. Um, and I've been there a few times, not to that lab, but I, I know the country well. And it it wasn't even a question. Uh, I remember telling Naomi, I said, oh, yeah, it's definitely a lab leak. And probably from that military lab, that, that CBRN or chemical, biological, radiological, nuclear lab that they have over that area. And then the minute Trump said it, all of a sudden it became... Uh, uh, you can't talk about this. It's it's outside the window of conversation. You must be a racist. And as soon as Trump mentioned that it came from a lab, I was holding my head. I was like, no, no, no. Now we're not going to get anywhere on it. And he was right. He was definitely right. But it got so politicized that it just has held everything up. And we're getting to the truth, but look how much we've lost. Oh my God. And, and it's, it was so bizarre that it made me, do you have any theory that the, this same, maybe not the same group of scientists, but somehow the Chinese Communist Party was also involved in manipulating public opinion out here? Because it was so bizarre the, w the way we became with it. Was there, was there sinister forces at play? And, and where do you think that was? Well, that's a great question. And that opens up a big topic. Almost all of our public opinion gets manipulated or at least affected by China, I would say at least since 2003. Um, but if you look back, I think it was 2014, NBC signed a memorandum of cooperation with, I believe, Xinhua Newsnet, while Steve Kappas was in charge of that outfit. Flash ahead a few years, both uh, Reuters and uh, Associated Press have also signed memorandums of cooperation to coordinate headlines and coverage of almost everything. So almost every, I'm not even going to get into the Hollywood angle, and but it's, it's covert influence at a global scale and they control the conversation. That's where a lot of the getting silence comes from. And that's led to this entire parallel universe of, you know, social media that I exist on and, my wife exists on and you know where all the all the lost toys got got uh got shoved over to the the silencing we was created by the chinese uh party in some way i would say absolutely because the silencing huh. was really carried out by social media companies uh take twitter for example um i believe her name is fifi lee at the time, became the chief operations officer, and uh, a former NTD reporter covered this well, and, and a friend. Her name is Jennifer Zhang, um, and Fifi Li used to be the like the AI person for the Chinese Communist Party, and was the chief operations officer at Twitter. Facebook had been trying to get in that market. Um, I believe that deal fell through, but the the amount of of influence they have because of their market. Um, because of their reach and because so many people have so much invested over there, including a lot of pension funds and um, 
private mutual funds. There's so much that they have that they can just nationalize. So the Chinese Communist Party can kind of call the shots on a lot of uh, the messaging and what people have to do. How do we undo this? So it's, uh, I think the first way we undo this is anyone, I mean, Trump actually had a great bill that was supposed to go through and then got nixed, um, you know, going into 2021, where anyone doing business with any Chinese company that has military contracts or does work with the military, um, they have to cease and desist that activity um, by, I believe it was January or the end of January 2021. Now, that was genius because at the end, on Trump's part, because at the end of November of 2020, the Chinese Communist Party announced that they had completed full military and civilian fusion of Hulk companies. So basically, if there's a company in China, it's owned by the Chinese Communist Party. It is part of the military. It's part of the whole industrial complex. That, that's something that Li Ming Yan, who's going to come in here in a second, has a point she has made was that the it was the People's Liberation Army that really initiated the work on the coronavirus, and they were sort of farming it out in various places. But her her contention, I believe, is I'll let her talk in a minute uh, that it was a bioweapon to start with. Do you agree with that? I totally agree with that. It's the perfect bioweapon. It doesn't kill; it wounds. Instead of taking one soldier off the field, like it takes a three. And and is it likely that this was intentional or did they just take full advantage of the leak once it occurred? I feel the latter is what happened. I'm, I'm sure she will have a, probably a better perspective. She's closer to it. But uh, to me, it seemed like they just kind of let it rip. I mean, they held on to it for a while. They shut down domestic flights, but they kept international flights open, they being the CCP. And what's really interesting too, though, that I just have to point out really quickly, and this came up on a Twitter space the other day, and I forgot the gentleman's name who gave me this idea, but he's in Japan. He made a good point. He said, isn't it weird that Japan gets the most travel flights from China because of proximity, yet they were not one of the first hotspots? And what does that tell you? Well, what that tells me is this could have been either spreading for a while before it was really announced, or it could have been released in several locations. I, I have no receipts to back that, but that's what that tells me. Well, there are people that that take that position, epidemiologists that take that position. I've, I've heard that argument before, mm. which is, again, dramatic. Now, the other dramatic thing, before I bring Dr. I take a break and bring Dr. Yen in here, is uh, something your wife said that my wife could not get over. Uh, which was that she felt somehow the vaccine now is involved with all this. Um, and it was a disturbing theory. Uh, what do you say? From all the work that her incredible team of thousands of volunteers have done, I totally agree with her. It targets the worst adverse events seem to come and hit people between like 16 and 45, I believe. Uh, it seems to be taking out the fighting age men and women of this country and the mandates seem to be pushed on first responders and special ops military first. I have a friend who had to leave special operations training because he wouldn't get the vaccine. So to me, knowing what unrestricted warfare is, which is tenderizing, taking out the enemy through multiple fronts before you have to fire a shot, 
uh, taking out their their messaging, taking away their history, and taking out their fighting force. Yeah, it seems like it could be a weapon for sure. Why else would they be pushing it? And why else would the Chinese Communist Party turn down Biden's offer for vaccines just like four weeks ago? And, and what what do you imagine? Let's say that's all that's true. Uh, what would they? What would their end game be? How, how does that work? We're wounded. We're not destroyed. Uh, is it uh, uh, that they're imagine they would have a government, uh, a centralized government like their? Uh, what do you, what do they imagine? What what could they possibly be thinking? Well, they've they've stated this in something called the the China Dream, uh, twenty forty nine, where they will be the dominant power in the world by 2049, which is the the anniversary of the Chinese Communist Party under Mao Zedong. But they also have intermediate goals, such as Made in China 2030, where they are the 100% uh, supply chain to the world. Uh, They need to keep us around for a little while because we are their lifeblood. Our consumerism fuels their power. And so, but the goal is by 2049, they rule the world. And this is well published. But 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 I don't even understand what that would look like as rule of the world. That they would have, you know, we would be a Chinese puppet government. We would be a. I, I don't understand how that would work in, in today's world. It would kind of, if you're familiar with the Belt and Road Initiative, this is their new Silk Road, where they give the no payback loans, these massive loans to rebuild infrastructures that mysteriously collapsed, um, especially when they adopted green energy. Um, And what it would look like, this is going to sound funny, but the best way I could think of what it might look like is kind of like that world in Hunger Games, where there's the capital city and then everyone else is providing the resources for that capital. Yeesh. Sounds like Rome. A bit like Rome. Could have been where they got the idea. Interesting. Oh my God! Well, Susan, any before I bring Doctor Doctor? No, Yon in, bring bring Doctor. Okay, let me take a little break, and then I'll bring her right in. So, uh, Doctor Li Meng Yan, you may have heard her. She's certainly been on this show before. She's a virologist, a physician known for her publications, uh, a researcher in Hong Kong who fled uh, and is now uh, somewhere undisclosed. Let's just say uh, she has. Several reprint papers, preprint papers to back up much of her claims. You can follow her at Dr. L, excuse me, D-R-L-I-M-E-N-G-Yan, Y-A-N-1, D-R-L-I-M-E-N-G-Yan-1. And uh, she's also uh, has a show on the Voice of America on America Out Loud Radio Network. We're going to take a little break and then we'll bring our second guest on in here. I think you know how much Susan and I love our Genucel skincare and how easy it is to try our one-of-a-kind customer packages bundled with our favorite products. Susan realized the other day that one of our kids stole some of our deep correcting serum from our stash, if you will. We had no idea that the lactic and hyaluronic acid combo is so great for adult acne, dark marks, and scars so not only are susan and i hooked on these products but apparently somebody else in our family is too somebody's ripping it off i know i'm a snob about the products i use on my face everybody knows it every time i go to the dermatologist's office they're just rows and rows of different creams retinols vitamin c cream under eye cream night creams scrubs and then when i get to the counter they're overpriced all kinds of products that you can all find at genucel.com i've fallen in love with this product at a fraction of the price. 
I've been using Genucel for six months now, and I'm very impressed. Great skincare is important at any age, and we love how amazing the results are. Thank you to Genucel. Plus, now you can find your very own bundle based on your unique skincare needs using cutting-edge AI skincare technology. You can get a full skin analysis instantly and create a skincare regimen tailored towards your needs. Visit genucel.com slash Drew to check out our favorites and enter that promo code Drew, D-R-E-W, at checkout for added savings. All orders include free shipping and a free mineral mask. Order now. Go to genucel.com slash Drew. That is genucel, G-E-N-U-C-E-L, genucel.com slash Drew. Buy gold and get a free save to store it in. You heard right. On qualifying purchases from Birch Gold Group, now through March 31st, they will ship you a free safe directly to your door. Here's the deal. Fed keeps raising rates because it is the only tool they have to keep inflation under control. But it isn't working. You can't spend your way out of inflation. And you've seen the impact on the stock market. You've seen the impact on your savings. Hedge inflation by owning gold. Whether physical gold and silver in your safe or through an IRA in precious metals where you can hold real gold and silver in tax-sheltered retirement accounts. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Visit birchgold.com drew for your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free home safe by March 31st on qualifying purchases. Again, visit B-I-R-C-H gold, birchgold.com slash D-R-E-W. And we have been talking to Brian O'Shea. Let's bring Brian back in here very quickly. Uh, Susan asked me to bring up one more issue before before we bring Dr. Yen in here, and that is... I think they should both answer. Well, all right. Let's bring Dr. Yen in here. Uh, Dr. Lee Yen <laughs> with Brian O'Shea. And Dr. Yen, you can, you can uh, join in on this question. I'll direct it to Brian, and then you can uh, ring in as well. And this was Susan's question. She, as, as she said in the opening comments of our little show today, she was very concerned seeing Putin sitting there with the, uh, it was some sort of ambassador to China. What, what, is the, what is our sense of the relationship between China and Russia? And did our funding of the Ukraine war force Ch Russia into the arms of China? Well, that's your question. Well, I think the, um, the, the relationships, well, I know the relationship so it's been there for a long time. Uh, they were doing joint naval exercises with the Iranians in October. So this, to me, seems like theater. And, you know, our saber rattling on the U.S. side, I honestly think that's kind of deceived the sky. Like, you know, our government doesn't want to appear as cozy with China as everyone knows they are. Oh, that's interesting. Dr. Yan, what do you say? Uh, I won't say that it's not because you help Ukraine. It's actually because Ukraine is helping U.S. and the free uh, countries to defend Russia and the China ally. Because uh, I have the intelligence from People's Liberation Army, very top level. Even before the Ukraine war, uh, we already received the in intelligence that China, I mean Xi Jinping and Putin has made a secret deal at the beginning of the uh, Winter Olympic in Beijing. And also before that, they have already prepared a lot. Actually before, because American and Western countries are the 
enemy for both Russia and China, and then they share the similar uh, ideology and theory. They want to conquer the world and become glory all over the world. So that's why China basically is financially and also using all the sources globally to support Russia. If you can beat CCP government, then Russia will definitely like lose the arms, so they can't use too much to uh, damage Ukraine and the free world. One of the sort of uh, ideas you have emphasized is how poorly we understand the culture of the CCP, the attitude of the CCP and the Chinese people. Can you, can you give a little primer on that and maybe do that in such a way as to support or refute some of the things Brian was saying? Uh what I want to say is, uh, if we're talking about the relation between Soviet Union and Russia to China, basically we should consider that Chinese Communist Party originated from the Leninist organization and the Marxism, which uh, uh, spread by the uh, uh, Soviet Union to Chinese. And later, uh, China, I mean, those leaders like uh, Chairman Mao, these people have adopted the Chinese culture and basically they mixed those kind of sad style, uh, very shameless, no rule of law, no face, all like this, and with this Marxism uh, ideology and also using the very strict Leninist organization to control people. And Chinese people are already under a lot of disaster conducted by our own government in the past over 70 years. They kill the brave people and they force, they torture you, kill the whole family, and also torture you to uh, threat you. So that's why they have created both fear and also a fake uh, culture, like brainwash you uh, from the childhood to maintain their control. So now when we talk about CCP and talking about Russia, talking about Chinese, culture, uh, Chinese people, we should know basically Putin government and the Xi Jinping government now dominate the two countries. However, the people are under the fear. If you give them freedom, they could fight against the regime. If not, they have very limited space to fight back because they were controlled in the, um, uh, all the aspects, especially in China. If you could tell the little story about how you got involved with the coronavirus and then why you left. Uh, okay, briefly, that uh, because I'm the uh, medical doctor and also virologist, immunologist, working in the WHO reference lab at the University of Hong Kong. So at the end of 2019, the last day, when there was news come from Wuhan that a doctor, Li Wenliang, uh, mentioned the coronavirus and then become uh, be punished by government. Uh, my supervisor, WHO expert Liu Peng, uh, gave me a secret uh, task. He, uh, he and other WHO expert wanted me to uh, say what is uh, to investigate what exactly happened in Wuhan because they were all worried about the SARS one that kind of uh, uh, case happened and they don't want. Uh, be cheated by CCP again, like last time. However, they also uh, he also uh, repeatedly warned me that I have to keep silence and uh, don't cross the red line. If not, I will be disappeared. So I 
through my own uh, exclusive network in China involved the military and also civil hospitals and labs and even CDC in Beijing. And I quickly got the firsthand information and I report to him and uh, also other supervisors that the uh, China government is checking us and also human-to-human transmission exists and that they have the virus sequence. So after that, uh, within two two weeks, over two weeks, I realized that WHO chose to stay on the side with CCP, cheat America and cheat the world. So finally, when I realized that uh, the the viral sequence has already contained the secret, showed that how People's Liberation Army did gain a function to weaponize the virus. And I saw they tried to use me to create the nature origin theory. They tried to let me be the people to uh, bring the like raccoon dog as an intermediate host to chase the world. So I choose to uh, reveal this information to uh, to the world through Luda Media, a Chinese uh, YouTube anti-CCP channel based in U.S. And after that, uh, since 19th January 2020, my information uh, gave CCP government a lot of uh, uh, that kind of stress. So they afraid that someone already knows this secret, so they changed their strategy. They announced the human-to-human transmission within 24 hours and a lot of change. After that, they quickly locked down Wuhan uh, to stop the outbreak in China. However, they let the uh, pandemic keep going on. And after that, because I keep working on coronavirus, I keep providing the information to other media, to the public. Uh, until end of April uh, 2020, I was warned by Mr. Luda, the host, that uh, I would be disappeared soon by CCP and because he got the intelligence. So with his help, I managed to escape to U.S. and start to expose the things in U.S. I want to make sure I heard you. you so they were using you as the source of the story on the the natural transmission, the zoonotic transmission. And what was the what was the yes. host that they were having you talk about? What what, what host? Uh, I I think if you uh, read a lot of uh, the Nature Origin theory, especially recently, uh, you would say like Dr. Eddie Holmes and the other Nature Origin big guys, they start to. Uh, celebrates that oh there are someone goes through bat pangling and the raccoon dog uh, to okay, human same, same. so raccoon dog the, raccoon the dog, dog is the animal no okay. it's, it's not dog it's like the civet cat it's not cat it's similar like small ferrets that kind of animal they want me to be the part to show people this kind of animal exists in Wuhan wet market and the Wuhan people eat it. And so the virus jumps through it to human. And I believe they have already at that time prepared more uh, samples from this poor animal because they have already shown me the photo poor animal in the cage that just this animal go to check how they eat it, how they sell it in Wuhan. And why they choose me? Because back to 20 years ago in our lab, those same experts, when they were young, they are the first identified SARS-1 uh, intermediate host as civet cat. And basically, it was the similar things repeated, but failed on my part. Right, and and that that there was evidence for natural transmission, so-called. This one, as of yet, 
there's obviously no no evidence of that. Uh, let me ask just no. a quick question before I go back to Brian, which is your husband and your family is left behind. Don't don't you worry about their safety? Uh, I know my family are in China and I'm the only child, but I can't do nothing because none of them know I have done this when I was in Hong Kong. Uh, and also, uh, I can't I can't help that because the moment I escaped to U.S., even I was on the flight, CCP already got the information and they sent the national, the state security and the public security people with government staff with other uh, law enforcement team to my home in Qingdao and they controlled my family and they pushed my family to convince me to go back to China. So this is very common tactic for CCP to treat dissidents. And my parents have under suffering surveillance even until now, I believe that. So I can't contact them after that. And for my husband, we married for seven years. I thought I love him so much, so he should love me too. However, when things happen, he actually is part of the uh, communist campaign, although he's not Chinese, he's Sri Lankan virologist working for WHO and my lab. So he chose to stay with CCP and their campaign. He worked with my ex-boss, Malik Paris, another Sri Lankan guy, and they helped China to hunt me. So at this moment, my husband is working in the University of Pennsylvania because Malik Paris and CCP managed to help him obtain the virology position in that coronavirus lab in University of Pennsylvania, and he is still in the project to hunt me. So, Brian, does any of this surprise you? Does not surprise me at all. And I do know, and I'm sure you do too, Dr. Yang, um, about Operation Fox Hunt uh, for similar type of things where they've and this is in the New York Times when Obama was president. Uh, it, it the Chinese Communist Party. Hunt. Yeah, and, and is he part of Operation Fox Hunt? Yeah, this, yeah, so to, this is considered. Yeah, so, so to I'm sorry to explain what that is. Uh, there are people on the ground within our country that will identify and harass and and sometimes abduct uh, U.S. persons. Um, and bring them back to China to face uh, financial crimes or crimes, whatever crime they get accused of. And operating on our soil, and our presidents knew about it, and eight of them did get arrested under Trump by the FBI. Uh, but they you, they operate at every level, they're, and they're in every major city. If you want to attract their attention, I would recommend going to an Epic Times newsstand and, and you know, selling it because they've even been known to harass people getting the epic times at their newsstands what, what is it about epic times what's going on there well the epic times is one of that's one of my favorite papers a lot of friends over there but they uh their founder uh is falun gong and you know he's been revealing i mean their paper reveals so much about the chinese communist party and uh, so they really have it in for Epic Times, um, along with a lot of the American newspapers that seem to be aligned with the Chinese Communist Party, at least in terms of going after the Epic Times. Dr. Yan, what, what do we do here? What, what, is, uh, what, is, what do you recommend to 
Americans and to the medical system here? Do you, do you have, I've not heard you would give us any prescriptions, really. Do you have any ideas what we should be doing? Uh, I mean, against the uh, outbreak pandemic, or you mean generally? Both. Uh, okay, I would say first, uh, uh, based on my study and also my uh, talking with other uh, uh, experts who are on the, uh, under the, uh, not under, in the investigation of COVID-19 in U.S., I have learned that Dr. Fauci and NIH have more power in U.S. and also more international influential than, uh, influence than I thought before I came to U.S. Uh, yeah, I know th there are so many uh, leading uh, officials and experts are compromised with China, or they choose to stay silent because of benefits or threats. However, what I want to say is, I think the biggest problem Americans facing in the pandemic uh, is who you thought should protect you turns to help your enemy to harm you. And that is kind of biggest uh, hurt for Americans. It caused the million of lives. Why it happened? Because you give too much power to one authority, NIH. And it's in the hand of a guy, Dr. Fauci, for over 40 years. I mean, imagine thinking only become chairman for 10, 10 to 11 years, but Fauci has been four times longer than him on the position. And I heard even after 911, you even gave the military bio weapon about defense, this kind of surveillance and also funding uh, kind of power to Fauci. So imagine Xi Jinping stayed there. He has absolute power in China and many other countries. Fauci is a person, he also has his weakness. And if he wants to become Xi Jinping, pandemic is the best opportunity for him to adopt it to U.S. And you even have no any uh, chance to uh, fight against it at that time. So, so let me I understand that really what you're saying is you're you're warning against centralized authority generally. You're pointing at this exactly. one figure, but you're 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 naturally inclined. Which is was my sense at the beginning of the pandemic. We had physicians that were caving in terms of their sacred responsibility to initially local authorities, which were the hospitals and the county health officials, then the state health officials, who and all of them were sort of taking recommendations from Fauci and the CDC. And is that centralization rather than the distribution, which is what you know distributive services is what medicine is all about one well-trained person making decisions on behalf of another person not somebody on high making that decision no and also you i mean america has a separation of power right in your uh, law system and in many other uh, aspects why do you give it to the health public health and even military about defense area to one person. I mean, I don't mean uh, Fauci would be the only one to do this kind of things in such situation. Whoever you give this yeah. big power, I mean, most probably at that situation, he would be compromised, he would be used, he would be captured by uh, like communist China or other uh, regime or other organization to do the similar thing. So we should, uh, change this situation. The thing is, we still have the opportunities because in China, doctors have no chance to talk, but here we still can fight. So I don't want you to lose the opportunity to fight against it.
So, so we're freedom fighters all of a sudden. We thought we were here to take care of patients, and now we're all of a sudden free, freedom fighters. But, uh, Brian, but he, sure, her point is well taken. That is one of the insights after the pandemic is this wrinkle we have in our Constitution, which grants these fiat authorities to public health officials in an emergency. Is she right? That needs to change. That absolutely needs to change. And it's worse than just the NIH. Above the NIH is HHS. And HHS is directly in bed with NHS and the WHO. The WHO, who I believe this week either has or will vote on this treaty, this pandemic treaty, which would take away all of our sovereign rights as a country. So I totally agree right. uh, with the doctor that if you have centralized power, you're easier to conquer. Right now, we have a bunch of states that have a lot of sovereignty and independence. They even have their own armies, and everyone has well, a lot of people have guns. And you have to break that. That's why you never, in my opinion, you never, and these things are all connected. It's more than just the pandemic. It's all the uh, social unrest that went with it. And when you hear, for instance, defund the police, do you ever hear defund the federal police? It was always the local police. Right, always the 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 little the city's police department. Uh, Brian, I, I'm you heard what Dr. Yan was saying. She was working on the backbone. She has some history as it pertains to the People's Liberation Army. I'm wondering if you have any questions for her. Um, yeah, I I did actually have one question. Um, are you familiar with the network of labs here in this country that seem to be doing the same thing? For example. Bat One Health, and I would point to someone named Dr. Barbara Hahn. Uh, I don't know this doctor, but you're talking about mm -hmm. One Health, right? I know about that, and yep. uh, although some details I need to double confirm, uh, but I know that One Health also have a lot of contribution from Chinese Communist Party. And basically, I mean, in One Health, they're talking about uh, control the, this kind of public health using a bunch of experts in that organization. And they're also talking about the like the universal vaccines against the, the uh, emerging infectious disease. And I know it because my ex-boss, uh, Malik Paris and others, they also are very uh, important people inside. And based on what I know about these people's involvement in the China's uh, CCP's uh, weapon program, I really cannot uh, be, uh, I mean, assured, uh, assured about this kind of organization. So no matter what kind of organization we have still, as I said, we should avoid to give the power to a bunch of experts. For example, in the pandemic this time, why initially, uh, even uh, like the, your government and your intelligence, your military intelligence are all silenced because they deeply uh, rely on the experts on coronavirus. However, coronavirus is a very small field. So Chinese Communist Party is the top government who owns the best coronavirus expert in the world from SARS-1 to MERS, and most of them in my lab. And that's why they can easily influence and manipulate other coronavirus in the world. And finally, all their brains show the one idea that how to help China to promote the nature origin theory to change the world. So that's something we should uh, be very aware of, no matter for One Health or other organizations. And I think we should definitely, Brian, um, wanna... when we get a chance to talk about One Health, um, and okay, the yeah. That's what I want to hear. Tell us about that. 
Tell us what okay, that is. So What's going on there? What, what did you bring up? It's really big. Um, and I'm glad you, you hit on that, Dr. Yang. Um, One Health framework, really, uh, it's this idea that all, our health is connected with the health of animals and nature and everything like that. And there's an actual One Health framework that was written in 2018 that goes I mean, it goes beyond medicine. It goes into finances, banking, uh, how uh, you're getting to your smart cities with this thing, um, your 15-minute cities. And you're going to love this. The last, now, backing up, One Health has been around since like the 30s or 40s. It used to be called One Medicine. And it's evolved. It, it's come and gone. But now it's really resurfaced. And the 2018 version was written by the World, uh, World Bank Group, and the co-author was EcoHealth Alliance, which is Peter Dajic's uh, nonprofit firm. Who was thought to be the funnel or the through, pass-through to the Wuhan lab for gain-of-function research. Is that, is that, been, is that been substantiated anywhere? Do we have evidence for that? Uh, Dr. Yan? Oh, I'm so if you're sorry talking about that to you. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. so you, you want to end it first. So uh, I, I believe that behind it, there are definitely money and support come from China. And also, as Brian just introduced, like smart city, all these things, I mean, translate to what China is using is digital code. The traffic light things to control people, camera always all over you, even can be in your classroom or restaurants. So these are the things that China adopted and China want using this kind of organizations from Western countries to promote aid. So not only One Health, because One Health would be one of the leading this kind of organizations. Another one, for example, I can provide, I'm not sure whether Brian would be interested into digging it out. It's called Global Virus Network. And if you check, they have been involved over like 20 or many big countries, like including France, Japan, not Australia, maybe Japan, I'm not sure, and the China CDC. You know, China CDC is a, um, basically the head office of uh, military civil fusion uh, studies uh, in this field. So they have uh, used like uh, Dr. Robert Gallo in the University of Maryland, and who is Fauci's good friend, and also other people around the world to promote some similar strategy like One Health and control the voice in the uh, virology field, in the emerging disease field. And, and Brian, are, are they getting hoodwinked, much like they got hoodwinked into the lockdown? Is there, is there is this a, you know, are they in, in good faith going into these things? They're being convinced of the ideas, but really they're being persuaded falsely, much the way they were with the lockdown. I don't know if these people, the, the real hardcore, and I, I know that, I know the, the very organization you're, you mentioned, Doctor, um, I don't think these people are being hoodwinked. I think they want this. I think they I, really believe that this is the way forward um, with global health. And, you know, we know better than you how to keep you safe. And that seems to be the dominant attitude. And it's now I think once they achieve if they achieve that type of power, I do believe that the Chinese Communist Party will take it right away from them and say, thank you very much for, for setting it up. Would you? Yeah. Dr. Yan, you're laughing. 
I agree. I agree that once they did it, China was okay. Now you are useless. You you can be thrown under the bus because that's what China can do. And those experts, they always thought they are superior to others. That means other people will be controlled in lockdown. Uh, in the vaccine, uh, that mandatory policy, and also uh, like the. Uh, cre uh, digital credit system. They thought they could avoid of that because they uh, know how to uh, manipulate this kind of system to uh, to become different as others. So they will have other privilege. However, they are too naive. They didn't know they are just the tools for the very very evil regime behind it. It's like you did it, and I will eat you, and that's all. So, so that's why I laugh. <laughs> Exactly. So since Dr. Ju is not here, shall we talk? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was going to say as well, um, what a perfect way to take power is with a global pandemic, because if you lay that over with One Health, which talks about actual buffer zones uh, between animals and humans, that's when you start taking land. That's when you start herding people out of the rural areas, which are hard to control and into areas that are controllable. Um, and we've seen this happening here. For instance, the Cary Institute, which is near my house, I've driven down there. It's got tons of construction. And these, this is a collaborator with Peter Dajic, who's down the street as well. They talk about um, having these sort of, uh, you know, these buffer zones. And this is where that whole thing about the white-tailed deer came from. You may recall that that was mm -hmm. a study citing Barbara Hahn. Yep. And Poor now white-tailed deer are going, yeah, now white-tailed deer are going to give you COVID. But what I noticed is mm -hmm. she finished those studies, I believe, four months before she released them. And then Newsweek and all the usual suspects ran wild with it. And they ran wild with it just in time for hunting season, mainly in Ohio, Pennsylvania, upstate New York. And what happens if all of a sudden hunting's too dangerous? Well. That's a good reason to go after guns. I will say that first, uh, decentralize this organization and reduce the power in one or one person or certain group of people. This is definitely the one of the fundamental way to solve this kind of centralized uh, power and and also their um, like their influence. And also, uh, this would uh, have to be done through different kind of policies and also you have to go back to check the weakness in the law, rule of law and like now we know that biology definitely can be used to be, to weaponize the pathogens and then create more damage than even nuclear weapons in human history so how could we control nuclear weapon then maybe we should consider to use the similar or even the more strict way to control the materials in the biology and also, that cannot solve the things unless you end the evil regime, especially the Chinese communist regime. And of course, they have their allies, the evil axis countries. But even among those countries, CCP is still the boss. So you have to uh, those of you make it illegal. Uh, you have to make it illegal. You can't give them this kind of legal national authorities, and that's why they can do so many things. You should definitely end this regime. So without it, Russia cannot work functionally, and this organization cannot 
work functionally, and people like Fauci, they lose their support, and so they cannot work as before. So then, little by little, we have to make it back to the normal order. So we had a meltdown on our system, which was uh, of the a CCP shut us down of a nature that we've never experienced before. <laughs> we ended up having a loud siren, a siren. It sounded come like a fire our, alarm went off, and yeah, the, the and, uh, soundboard froze up, and so. everything froze and we melted. We missed the best part. I'm so, so I will mad. go back and listen to your conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I assure no, you. But, congratulations! This is your award. I, I congratulations. Just, uh, <laughs> Thank you, Doctor. <laughs> yeah, you, the, between the two of you, you caused a, a complete meltdown of our system. We could see your lips moving, so we knew everything I, was okay on your end. So I hope everybody got some good messaging out there. I don't think I, the Twitter Spaces could hear anything, but I, I, I'd be curious. You know. <laughs> yeah, the, we probably lost Twitter Spaces, but that's okay. Anyways, continue. Yes. So I, I kind of get a sense of what you guys were talking about while I was. We were out running around in circles trying to regain our technical footing. Is it possible we were being censored by someone? <laughs> anything's possible these days. Uh, Dr. Yeah, said, of I course, of course, of course, she said. Uh, you can ask Dr. Arso, for example. He has told me that since he contacted me, that I don't think people should know it because that was even before I appeared with him in the same uh, broadcast or event, and he received the unknown threats to uh, warn him, uh, keep away from me. And later, when we appear in the same public event, he also received this kind of threats. And he's not the only one receives such threats because they uh, support my work or they appear with me in the same public e uh, event. So I'm not surprised that you get cyber attacks and. Uh, Behind it, it should be the CCP's military. But I would say that uh, these people are coward. They can't do too much, especially for Americans at this I, moment. I, I, I would have enough trouble listening to you say that, Dr. Yan, but with Brian next to you going, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was extremely difficult to hear. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the Dr. Drew side, which you know usually is a moderate voice, and I'm going to just say the, the roadcaster just had a glitch and okay. and started first time in three years at us. Well, yeah it is rather yeah, a, a coincidence yeah, but first time in three years all right maybe it's a no ghost problem. true yeah oh that more ah it's, uh, that's more likely that is more likely susan thank you for that theory <laughs> more, more likely a ghost than some outside force okay <laughs> so, fine um but but i, I want to go back to the virus a little bit again dr Yana, if you don't mind and, and the the sort of the extent to which you had brought me to understand that the, the Chinese Communist Party, if they were to have released something like that, either intentionally or accidentally on their own people, what happens to the people sort of doesn't matter so long as it advances the cause of the CCP. Is, am I saying that accurately? You would always say to me, they don't care. They don't care what happens because they're, they've got some bigger, biggers. But much the way the collectivization occurred and killed millions of people, they don't care because there was a bigger um goal in mind is that still the the mindset of the ccp first uh, when we talk about to harm our people that's there are two uh, possibility one thing is they just want to use you as the white mouse to do the trial and based on our source china government has conducted such human trials not only once using different type of pathogens 
and I'm not at liberty to ex uh, explain too many details at this moment. And also the other situation is, okay, so we want to punish you. So that is most probably happened also in at the end of last year, right after the white paper revolution, you know, then immediately like 900 million Chinese people get infected and millions of them died. We even don't know the real number. And the thing is when China do it to uh, foreigners, that is definitely for the political purpose. And uh, so I just want to read something you definitely should be interested in with uh, original document from one of the top CCP think tank in Beijing that is called Renmin University. They have a think tank called Chongyang Institute. And this is from one of the four groups in that institute. They provide on May 2022 a report big document about the infectious disease and the big countries rise and fall. This is the title of the whole documents. And they have, in the beginning, they have mentioned that the infectious disease in the human history can cause the biggest regime fall or rise. So clearly, I want to quote to you, they said, the anti-COVID-19 failure exposed the American government's public health capacity have a lot of weakness and their incapable incapability uh, of the national power. This weaken Americans' leading power in the world. It accelerated the fall of U.S. and this also can remind that uh, competing with U.S. China. Uh, China, if China could do it better than U.S., and so China will win in this competition against the U.S., that means the rise of this regime. So I think I don't need to translate more, and you could probably already understand what it means, right? Yeah, I, I, I understand that it's ominous. I, don't, I really can't get my head around exactly what it means. It's hard to... It's hard to... <laughs> get a sense of that. And well, particularly since three years ago, I thought we were entering sort of a global community where everyone, you know, was respecting boundaries and sharing in, in business uh, sort of pursuits. Uh, Brian, I guess you have sort of always felt that was kind of a delusion, right? Given that you know how the CCP works. Well, I, I know how the CCP works and, and a lot of how the world works. I mean, when I saw many of the countries I went to, that would never work. And I also know that the CCP is not wanting to share power. They are nationalists to the nth degree, meaning they want the world to be China and they want to run it. So, so they're, they are active colonialists, the, the, which is the boogeyman in this country to have ever been. Uh, I would say colonious or marauders. Marauders, uh, what's I remember that? just, can I, ahead, can I add just... a little bit? Yeah, I can, mm -hmm. yeah, Brian has mentioned that uh, when in the last conversation you and the doctor had uh, talking about what kind of country China want America become, like Papita or whatever. Yeah, like what yeah, about one yeah. root countries? Well, and we, uh, from our sources in CCP, they told us Xi Jinping has a very good example, Argentina. They want America become like Argentina, lose the glory in the world and go to the situation that you are even incapable to go back to the center of the world. Interesting. I, I, don't, I don't see Argentina quite, I mean, Argent, 
Argentina. Argentina was, I mean, was kind of uh, rich before and the people enjoyed life in the last century for quite a while. But later, when it uh, failed to uh, follow the, the space of the world, I can say, uh, so they basically lose that position. And uh, if they want to go back to have the, become dominant in the world, it seems not quite possible, at least in decades. Right, right. So that's what China right. wants. Like, you accept their ideology, their chaos, their civil war in U.S. democratics, and also uh, Republicans fight against each other. Some area you don't have weapon. Some area you have weapon, but massive shooting, crimes, all like this. So they want you get into like hell life, even worse than Argentina, and you have no way to go back. You have made the point that we need to, we, we have the possibility of fighting. I, I think you're talking about for freedom. I think that we a way of framing it. And that we need to fight because we have the possibility of being able to fight, right? That that is your that would be accurate way of reflecting your position. Exactly, you still have the freedom. Although Americans uh, feel that, in, especially in the past three years, you start to have less and less freedom. However, you still have freedom. Americans don't know the life in mainland China for real Chinese people. And you don't know how much they can bring from you and never give back to you. So if you want to say, oh, that happened in China, also can happen in America, we feel upset, uh, we can do nothing, you are wrong. The very good example is, I did this thing in China, I already lost my life. However, here, they are not only me, there are so many people like you and like Brian, like so many others, still can speak out and fight against the unfair treatment. And it's even we can change it. So now we see the uh, turn, turning point. So that means still we have the uh, opportunity and the cap capability to fight for freedom. So that's why I would say we don't have much time. I talked about that three years ago uh, from Fox News. And still now I want to tell you, we really don't have much time. So we cannot give up. We have to fight. I noticed, Brian, I've seen more China's our friend type little, um, I don't want to call them uprising, but little flashes in the news uh, that seem to fly around social media. Is is the CCP? Is that just a political movement in this country? Just that you know, just a different point of view, or is the CCP involved with manipulating that? I think it's a little of both. I think there's uh, something I think the Soviets refer to as useful idiots. We have a utopic type image of what communism is because they only see the version that the CCP wants them to see. And then I also believe that a lot of it is manipulation. Uh, the CCP will infiltrate organizations. I had a debate in August um, on a radio show called uh, uh, Bard's Radio, and he, <laughs> he could not get his head around the fact that the CCP might be bad. And I was like, <laughs> just, just go, go beyond CNN, I guess, uh, you know, do a little homework. So, um, yeah, so that you know, that was my the, the big thing. It's all I think it's all manipulation at some level, whether it is manipulating people at the point of education. I also I would also say too that I agree with almost everything you said, Doctor, but I don't agree that they want anything for us but for us to not be here. I do believe that the CCP wants our land and oh. our resources. They don't want us. Uh well what do you mean uh, you said you 
They don't want you. He, they don't want the people. They want the land and resources. Oh, they also want the people. People can be the slaves. In China, they call people as human man. That comes from the daily people's daily, the state parties. Uh, media, they they thought you have more people, you have like the man, you can dig it, and this man are consumable and keep going on. So trust me, they if they it's not necessary, they won't uh, kill all Americans, and they just want to use you like how they use Chinese people. I mean, respectfully, and I, I hear you, but respectfully, I'd say that they've had two years to watch that they can't enslave about half the Americans. And there's also oh. um, a huge population of firearms in this country that has increased exponentially on both sides of the political aisle since um, 2021. Um, so what I would say in that case is that to me has always been the reason why the southern border has been opened. And that's why so many working age people are flooding in because the jobs will be here. But why not make sure you can staff them with people you know you can control rather than people you hope to control? Uh, well, I don't know how you sort out the troublemakers like us. How, how would you sort out the troublemakers from the ones you know you can control? I have T-shirts that say troublemaker, and I wear mine proudly. So <laughs> I'm happy, happy to distribute those. Uh, oh, my. Well, I, I knew I'd get upset talking to you guys. I always do. I always do. It, 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 it's just so greatly concerning to me. But I, but I do always hear the message from now, Brian. I heard it from Naomi, your, your wife, Brian's wife, and I've heard it from before from Dr. Yen is speak up. That, that you have to really, you have the freedom is never free. You have to fight for it. And uh, we are, we, we may be, you certainly both believe this to be true or in a bit of a struggle here that uh, we may not be aware of. Um, but certainly our freedoms were highly compromised for a couple of years. And uh, I, I never really thought I'd be having this conversation, you know, late in my career. Uh, but but here we are. Uh, it seems important whether from where it's coming, wherever it's coming from, that we sort of um, learn to, I noticed the French were doing this too, sort of reestablish our commitment to liberty. It, it, it's something that's very, very, very precious. And uh, we have, even if we haven't been under some sort of systematic attack, we have been attacked. <laughs> it has been assaulted in many different interesting ways. Dr. John, is there anything, uh, as we wrap up here, anything, anything new on your radar, anything you're concerned about imminently? Okay, uh, first, I, I, I want to say that uh, I didn't feel we have disagreement, <laughs> Brian. Uh, maybe there are some misunderstanding between my constituents. No, no, I, I think, think we I share think, similar. No, no, no. Uh, no, no, no. I think uh, you might have misunderstood what I was saying. I did not say disagreements. I, I was saying that it's uh, it's up. It, this is upsetting news. This is troubling. Uh, what no. you were, it, uh, it, 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 so that's all. We all we all agree. Uh, There's no disagreement. I think. Sure. I, I mean the point that they want Americans or not want Americans. I think it's up to the situation for China government. Definitely, they have the preparation. If you are going to uh, like the in the war or something, and she is a crazy guy, he would use nuclear weapon if he felt the direct threat. And so we should do it before he realizes that maybe. I mean, I just suggest in case, I mean, in China's 
uh, communist party theory, they said we can pay double people to eliminate all the Americans. You have 300 million, we have 1.4 billion, double, right? They definitely can sacrifice half of Chinese to kill Americans, but also if they thought they can use Americans, brainwash you, enslave you, they, they will be happy to do so. So that doesn't show how evil they are. And I also want to tell people, we have to stop Chinese Communist Party uh, as soon as possible because based on my sources, and uh, I can tell you China is hard working on more unrestricted weapons, and we can't guarantee whether next time it would be more transmissible, it would be more diesel, and we don't know what kind of things they will release because definitely they, the uh, most probably they won't uh, release it from China next time. They will start it from the countries they can control, and the one belt, one root country, or Africa, like Africa, Southeast Asia. They are talking about handling at bats from the Burma, Cambodia, Laos. They are talking about hemorrhagic fever from Africa. These are all the things they are working on. And the sources, one of the sources almost cried when they told us because they have seen something in the labs and they are so scary even when they heard about that. So a lot of things we must do to stop it. Well, I thank you both for being here and, uh, and sort of ringing the alarm bell a, a bit. Uh, do you guys have either of you before we say goodbye have suggestions what we need to do to stop it? You, Dr. Yan? I do. I'll go, I'm sorry. Okay, go, Brian. Brian, go oh, ahead. I please. was going to say First, Brian, a, then a lot of a lot of people ask, you know, how do you fight something so big? That's a question I get every day. And what I always tell people is, first of all, never give an inch on any of your beliefs or what you think is best for your children and your health. Never give an inch. Get a second opinion. I thought everyone did that anyways. Second part is don't uh, you have to fight things at the local level and you have to get involved. Get involved in the school committee. Get involved in, you know, what's happening with the park down the street. If all of a sudden it's closed off, start asking questions. And if people are corrupt and they're local, you have to let your local community know who they are and get them out of your community. And that's how you start. You, those are the foot soldiers in the county level. And that's how the CCP infiltrates every country is from the bottom up, not from the top down. So if you fight back, fight back at the county level or the local level. Interesting. That's the practice of democracy, as uh, Alexis de Tocqueville said. Dr. Yen, what do you say? I want to say that people always ask me, what can we do? I would tell you, you need to choose and you need courage. Both things will help you to do whatever you want. However, now I also want to add something. It choose has power and also courage is powerful. But if you lose freedom, none of them will work. So keep keep fighting for freedom. I thank you both uh, for being here. Uh, I did I give Dr. Yen's uh, basics where we can find her. Where, Dr. Yen, where can we find you? Uh, Twitter. I'm on Twitter. A lot of fake uh, fake uh, accounts uh, made by CCP, but just found the one Dr. Demon Yen with over one hundred seventy uh, seventy thousand followers, and also can find me on True Social Gap and uh, the Voice of. Dr. Yin from a Mark Outlaw Network. And Brian? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Brian O'Shea SPI. 
right there. I'm also on Getter at just at Brian O'Shea. It gets confusing. Um, and then um, always you can find me at Daily Cloud or wherever you find Naomi. I'm not far. Uh, I'm not far away. Great. We'll say thank you to say hi to Naomi for us and uh, Jan. Hopefully, we'll talk soon. She's a lucky woman. Bye bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. And uh, Caleb. Bye bye. God bless. Them. Caleb, the oh, upcoming God. schedule. Uh, let's put that up there. We have what's today Thursday, so I believe we'd have a Tuesday show. So how are you feeling, Drew? About what I expected. I mean, uh, uh, callers. Give us your, give us your emotions right now. Um, my emotions are a wash. In uh, I, I like Brian's uh, local, you know, uh, you know, fight at the local level. I think that is really a very powerful way to look at things. Uh, I am more disturbed um, by some of the things Dr. Yen was saying as it pertains to these upcoming viruses that they're studying. And, um, you know, right. And we'll probably ignore it because we'll be like, oh, it's nothing. It's going to be, you know, well, it actually time. made, you know, what it made me think it made me think about this particular pandemic and how certain I was that the American research science and medical community would come up with some solutions. That, that was one of the reasons I was trying to get everyone to calm down. I felt confident that this country would come up with some things. And we did. Unfortunately, we've took, and these were the mRNA vaccines and the J&J &J vaccine. And I, I believe in the strongest terms that that helped us interrupt this pandemic back in the alpha and delta phase, gave us time, save lives while the Omicron took over. And once Omicron was in the system, it wasn't so clear that we needed to worry about this virus anymore in, in otherwise healthy younger people. Why we have persisted in taking this thing that was so dramatically important for interrupting, I think, the, I, I would still defend as interrupting the, the, the pandemic as it was in 2020, what we're doing with it now is not so clear to me. Uh, again, I'm clear if somebody's 70 years of age, I'm not clear if somebody's 30 or 25. And I, and I worry about that. that. That's all. It's just weird to me that we we have these excesses. We always tend to excesses. The The mask was excess. The lockdowns were excess. The vaccine may, may I'm not even say it is yet, may prove to be excess. And, and we're not able to adjust course and make risk-reward analyses along the way. And use common sense. So that, that's where my thinking has... That, that's what her talking about a new pandemic triggered in my thinking. I immediately thought about that. Well, I she thought, said they're coming. And I thought, oh, we'll come up with a vaccine. And I thought, oh, and then what? And, and then will we use it properly or will we overdo it? Or I, I know. So it's, it's these... It'll be targeted at uh, people that are good on the microphone. <laughs> Remember when the Nazis came in to the Czech Republic or into Prague, and I heard from my family that the first people they killed were the announcers because they were warning people. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I yeah. mean, listen, we everybody should be aware that we're not immune to world war, and it's all it's yeah. already starting. Well, what, so. what I find also disturbing is this is a you know a non. This, the, these things, these ideologies cause people to, to do not so good things. And, and freedom is we, important. Like, we have to remember that, that she's she's grateful to be in the United States. She's not really free because she can't, like, walk outside without worrying about being shot. Right. But, 
you know, but her voice is is free. What and, was it she talked about? Oh, the colonialism that 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 the you know we we in the West have just guilt about being colonialists, while this gigantic force is coming in as a colonial force to take over the world. It's like we not we why why are why can't we look at that colonialism and judge that one as well as we judge ourselves as having been colonialists? So it, that that's something I took away from and that conversation. Being having different beliefs in how systems should work and wanting to take over the world is is not being race you know we're not being racist against that we we have to just protect ourselves and you know if this well you're being racist because you you know you don't like their way of being but it's like no they're they they want what we have pretty much well i i think we've all also established being woke doesn't help you know they both emphasize the importance of freedom and the importance of uh, doing what you know to be right and staying with it and fighting for that. And there you go. That's and amazing. they haven't changed in a hundred years. So it's not nothing new, you know? Okay. Right. And uh, keep in mind that the United States, what we're only 246 something years old and China is 3,500 yeah. years old of written history. So they can very, yeah. very easily play the long game because they have been doing that for thousands of years. Yeah, and, and I to be you know obviously communism is a new chapter in that long history, but uh, you're right they have they have a much longer horizon than, than we do. We we tend to be much shorter. And there were a couple of things that occurred to me. I, I didn't ask them. One was this focus on safety and then the government being making things safe and that being so appealing to people. Why is that so appealing to have a nanny have some centralized force keeping you safe? That just seems it's, it seems kind of distasteful to me. I, I don't know. Am, am well, I... we used to have the strongest military in the in the world when Reagan was around, right? So then, yeah, but the keeping, then they but just the keeping kept... safe is really not a, a from a standpoint of external military assault. It's keeping me safe from pathogens and from things that might hurt me and uh, car accidents. And it's just all these things that are just part of living. I, I don't know why. I don't know. And yet, the, and by this by the same token, not paying attention. To the more serious outside forces that might come come in upon us. I just I'm just really glad that you're willing to speak openly to people like this and not you're not afraid and you're not being told by a you know some government job or a or a news channel what you can and cannot mm -hmm. say. You know I'm just really proud of you for for listening to their points of views and and listening. You know yeah and it's you know it's not we're not predicting you know, Armageddon. But you know what? I've always been afraid that Russia and China were going to get together and we we're going to be in a war with them. Mm -hmm. And now it just seems more likely. For some reason, I'm not as afraid as I was uh, not knowing this, but... Um, did did um, anything Dr. Yen say today upset you or make you more anxious or... No? Her... Uh, I, I mean, I've always known this about china over the years you've heard me say it a million times you know don't trust them they're up to something and and but it's just you know the asymmetric warfare and the yeah and then also the nuclear uh arsenal you know that's not good you so guys I, could, I, i'm gonna bring a couple me. of calls up if you guys can bear with me we didn't lose uh twitter space oh i guess we didn't because yeah. your phone was still on well i don't know how much they heard we just didn't have sound. i just saw the physician uh, up up at the podium i asked Stephen to come on up Stephen. Oh, hello. Hey there. I wasn't, uh, yes, I, I am. Can you hear me? I got you. Yeah. The, uh, I, I wanted to point out a couple of things. The, the lab leak theory has always seemed to me to be um, 
likely because, as everyone has said, the bats live a long way away from Wuhan. Yep. And in, in the original SARS in 2003, uh, you could see immediately where the disease had jumped to people because it was very infectious, and right. that was in southern China. Right. And so you would you would have seen with this virus a whole bunch of intermediate places like like uh, in southern China. Right. Except you didn't. It did started in Wuhan. Correct. Uh, and people, uh, I think uh, Fauci and a bunch of people thought it, it might be like MERS, uh, the Middle Eastern virus, which got all the way to Saudi Arabia without any intermediate infections. Mm. And the reason for that is that it wasn't a very infectious virus. Right. So more uh, deadly, virus, more, more deadly, but less infectious. That's right. Yes. More deadly, but less infectious. Yeah. So this virus is tremendously infectious. It, it has a signature. It would have immediately have been noticed uh, with a cross cross from animals to people, yep. but wasn't. So it was the it was what the dog didn't do in the night, as it were. Yes, which makes it suggest that it originated in Wuhan and not in a wet market either, because it would have again been completely obvious that it yes. had. Yes. So that that was most likely, but. Then, then the question is, okay, probably came out of the lab, but how did it get in the lab? And, and obviously it arose there, but there are a bunch of ways that a virus can arise in a lab that are either, uh, that are either uh, deliberate or not deliberate. Yeah. A virus can mutate in a lab as well as in animals. Sure. You can get two viruses in one lab dish, or you can passage a virus in human cells. You have to remember this virus is grown on varro cells, which come from African green monkeys. So the virus has access to all these mammal genes. Yeah. And you never know what it's going to do with them. Um, and so we're, we're still trying to figure out where this happened. Now, the Fauci and company, their argument is that gain-of-function stuff would only be done on a gain-of-function coronavirus platform, one of those uh, platforms that's already been known. And so it probably didn't arise that way. And I, I, I accepted that argument until reading a 2018 paper not very long ago in which the scientists of Wuhan were trying to put a furin cleavage site in a bat virus. Of course. And damn it, you know, you can call that what you want, but the furin cleavage site helps this virus we know quite a lot. It isn't absolutely necessary, but it helps it a lot. Yep. And putting a furin cleavage site in a wild bat virus does not seem to be a very good idea to nope. me. Nope. Uh, the only virus that has one is, the, is interestingly, the, the old uh, MERS virus. It doesn't help and, that and, one, but, and but Dr. it helps this one. Dr. Yan, who I was just talking to, worked on this virus. She was asked by the People's Liberation Army to work on this backbone to do certain kinds of experiments with it because they were developing it. Yeah, and it seems a little crazy to use a, a, a recently caught wild virus as a backbone. It's kind of like using mice you catch in your basement as, yeah. a, as a backbone. You know, people would use some kind of strain from Jackson Labs, like albinos or black sixes or something. They wouldn't just use mice they caught in their basement. This is like using mice you caught in your basement. It's kind of a crazy idea. But uh, if you're trying to do something secret, it sort of makes some sense. But again, and back, to your, back to your point about the Fauci and his group, I mean, there's all these emails now with them talking amongst themselves about how likely this was this particular thing they were worried about. They were aware of it, 75% probability. That's what this is. Then the email chain goes silent for seven days, only seven yeah. days. And then the Nature article comes out about natural transmission. And it's just, what? We're, same people, now totally different point of view. And by the way, one view is racist. It's racist to say that they have a high-level, highly technologically sophisticated lab that might have had an error. But it's not racist to say they're gross and eat, eat animals at a wet lab. That's not racist. Yeah. Just ridiculous. Well, 
and I, I just have to, it may, it may, it may well have been some studies they were doing trying to improve wild virus. Yeah. But I, I have to caution that never blame active malice for what can be also explained by stupidity, yeah, inattention, I agree. Uh, sloth, yes. uh, you know, all those things. Yep. We've all seen they're way more common than yep. active malice. I, I agree. That That's sort of my take on it, too. Thanks, Stephen. It's like that. there's a, you know, was an accident. Accidents happen. They were working with some really dangerous stuff. I'm not so sure that they should be, have been working there, but uh, I don't know. Uh, let me get uh, this. You know, Brian's on there on Twitter. He's listening, and he just texted me. He said he wanted to explain the uh, safe part. Brian, so he may he may log back in to. I see Brian over here. I'll get him. Uh, let me. I'd I think sure he's going to log into the VMix. So okay, Chaya, is that you? Hi, Doctor Drew. How hey are there. you? Excellent. Good, good. Um, I sent you something on the back channel regarding um, Marburg virus. Take a look at it. I don't want to discuss it, like you know, publicly yet. But just take a look, a look a little bit about it. It's a very okay. interesting. It's a, a case workup. I, um, I was when, when Dr. Yan said that uh, her colleague was crying when he or she talked about what they were doing there, what they were developing in China. I, I immediately to, thought of the Marburg virus. Yeah, stuff, I so. did too. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So look through the protocol that I sent you and some okay. background on it. And okay. if you ever want to take a deep dive, let me know. Okay. Uh, secondly, I, I was I had mentioned to you last time I got to speak with you on here regarding increases in ALS post-vaccination. Yes. So I just yes. spoke to my buddy who's the director of uh, one of the largest ALS clinics in the U.S. this morning, mm -hmm. 9.30 a.m. And he has like not slept in like uh, three weeks. Mm -hmm. They are just swamped. And, you know, on average, it's uh, one case in 100,000, I think two in 100,000 at most, um, with an active amount of 16,000 people living with ALS um, per year in the U.S. with a four-year um, survival uh, for your survival rate. Yeah. yeah. And um, and I told you we were seeing the ramping up of it. So now we've got some real numbers. I think I posted in the feed um, the new 2022 numbers, and you can see a huge jump in cases as well. Okay. Um, so that's going to be very interesting. and Concerning. Yeah, very concerning. Uh, coincidentally, there's nine drugs that uh, went into study in 2022 for um, ALS. More than ever has occurred before. It's a 60% increase in research drugs. I thought the, co the timing of it was very unusual because all of a sudden, all these came to market and all these people are researching it in 2022. And so obviously, you know, not to say coincidence, but, you know, it, you know, with what we've seen lately, yeah. <laughs> coincidence and conspiracy has turned out to be a, Crazy. a fact pattern. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there I, are I no coincidences. Thanks, Jai. I'm going to bring world. Brian back up. Brian, uh, Caleb, I think you have Brian. Yeah, Brian, what's going on? Yeah, we, we cut him off too soon. Okay. He, he has more to say. Okay, go. He's, he's just like you, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I certainly don't want to um, overstay my welcome. Um, but I did oh, want to no. mention... No, possible. You're, you're welcome. Well, thank you. Uh, you mentioned fear earlier and why all the... I mean, uh, safety um, earlier. And I, I do want to say that and a lot of people know about the vaccine confidence program. Uh, this is a what's called a covert influence operation. It's kind of like the um, uh, strategic propaganda, if you will. And the reason they keep saying safe, keeping you safe, keeping you safe on Twitter, keeping you safe from nationalists and everything. Anytime you say the word safe, it reminds people there's something to fear and fear is a major way to control people, especially when the fear mm. is of the unknown which is why there was so much yeah. confusing information. And a lot of that is buffoonery. But 
there was um, so much confusing, like what's coming in over the horizon. It's a lot scarier. And our psyops used to do this in Desert Storm, Desert Shield. They would overdub mm. the sound of tons of helicopters, evil laughter. My brother was in in that uh, that war, and by the time they came over the, the 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 sand dunes, if you will, there's a million white flags. Like the Iraqis, like I don't know what's coming, but I give up. And so that's why fear is very very powerful, and that's why safety is used to remind people there's something to fear, whether there is or not. But I I get that 100% when governments do that. What I don't get is why the populace, particularly of this country, would be so prone to fall for that. Like like safety becomes such a... I, I always say, I call it safety uberalis. Like safety uberalis becomes this this almost like religious creed. And it's, it's, it's disturbing to me. Well, I would say go back to the beginning of the pandemic. I mean... The China really bad videos aside of the guy falling and catching himself. But look what they did in this country, especially New York City. They, you know, they opened up Hard Island, which is, you know, the pauper's grave island out there off the coast of, I think, the Bronx. And where they were showing people being buried in mass graves, they had the refrigerator right. trucks overfilling with, you know, what could be or could not be dead bodies. And then it just went right. away. And what was interesting is if it was so dire, then why did the mayor of New York not use what was it the the ship called the Independence I think or I forgot the uh, the name of that. Or, or, well, they also yeah. had the the Javits Center was set up as a hospital. The Javits Center and the and the Navy ship, neither of which were used. Exactly, and that's you know that's the type, and you saw the effect. Now, this doesn't have that effect on a lot of you know some people. It seems to have less of an effect on people who are uh, independently employed or or uh, own their own business, and it's because they don't have as much to lose. But for the people that have given up, and this is not to you know uh, say anything bad about people. I, I worked for the army for a long time, um, but the thing is when. You, you're not used to being in control of your own life. The the less control of your life you have, the more you have to fear from those people that you perceive as running your life. True. Interesting. Interesting. And your wife taught me, uh, at least suggested that one of the reasons for the bodies accumulating were that they had shut down all the mortuaries because of the lockdown, um, they prevented mortuaries from doing their job and therefore the hospitals had to hold the bodies. That's why they needed refrigeration units. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with that, I have to look, but it sounds, that sounds That's logical. It's your wife that told me that, just go, <laughs> nail me, my, my confirm wife, this. <laughs> my wife is so, my wife does so much research and puts out so much stuff. She's asking me all the time, do you see my yeah. latest report? I'm oh, I, I, rem I remember when yeah. um, we have a New York feed, um, television i watch new york news because we go there so frequently but i remember one of the trucks was like leaking blood and yeah. it was in brooklyn yeah. and it did yeah. scare the hell out of everybody there yeah, sure. i mean it was so well, what, and why yeah. we report that i don't know yeah, well let's be fair what new york I, had a big problem they, they had a huge yeah. problem it was not something to minimize but it may not have been the feeling that was generated may not be commensurate with the fact of the serious thing that we went through there. Right. Well, and I, I would say also, and, and then I'll, I'll give, give up the mic. Um, I would say also that no, I like the it. big push, the big push was to put people on their screens and to control 
what they see. And so Naomi and I made a point at the time I was working for a large uh, Native American company all the way in Washington State. And I made a point to drive out there from from uh, New York every time to see what was actually happening. Whoa. And one yeah. example I'll give is we were driving through South Dakota when CNN and the usual suspects, we could just call them all Genois, um, they were reporting how South, the South Dakota was bad because she wasn't locking down uh, the, uh, right. the governor of that state. And they were reporting right. that this Avira hospital had these overflowing beds and everything in their, their ER. We happened to be staying a mile away. I said, let's go check it out. I have it on video. I'll, I'll definitely reload it. Uh, I went over to the ER. There was no one there. I went up to the security yeah. booth and I made something up as to why I was there. I said, I was looking for the COVID testing center. And I said, hey, good job. You really cleaned up all those bodies. It was like overflowing. like. And they said, oh, that was footage from a New Year's Eve celebration two years ago. Well, I, again, this was the stuff that I could see happening at the beginning of why I pushed back the so panic hard. panic porn. And then now, now I'm called a COVID denier. And I, I just <laughs> didn't want the panic porn making things uh, worse. And, you know, anyway. We, yeah, that I've was also tough. learned during this pandemic that you can't trust anything. I did not know you can't trust anything coming out of the press. Nothing. And nothing, also nothing. Any press. YouTube was censoring us left and right. Like that was all run by, I thought, some had some connection to China because they were owned by them or whatever. And I was just like, I knew it. I could just tell. Well, Finally, we got to talk to somebody. Oh, come on, Drew. <laughs> I could just tell it's not evidence, but okay. <laughs> so, it was a ghost. Okay. Yeah, here we go again. Uh, all right. So Brian, thanks again. I'm going to say farewell one more time. And uh, we are actually going to wrap up now. Uh, yeah, and thanks for coming back on because yeah. I know we kind of went short. Drew, Drew, kind of, I was in a lurch. I I needed to calm down. So I'm glad that you you came back to it was help great. us. Kind of short for notice. Me. Yeah, it's uh, great to talk absolutely. to you. Pleasure is ours. Thank you. And uh, thank you, those of you on the uh, Twitter Spaces coming up and chatting. We appreciate that always. We are going to try to take calls. We are going to, since the show is called Ask Drew, we are going to try to do that every show. We are going to try to take some calls every time. I'm not sure. We've had such great guests. We made, and we have, so you'll see we have great guests coming up. We're going to do callers on, on Tuesday. I, I'm just so impressed with the high level of people that come on the Twitter spaces and ask questions. You know, I was so worried we we're going to have a bunch of trolls, you know, no, calling you names. No, and, but there are people that are worried and thinking and trying to figure this out. Seriously, great audience, and yep. we really appreciate your questions, and we're going to take more. Yes, we will try to do so. But for today, we have to wrap this thing up. We appreciate you all being here. We'll see you on Tuesday at 3 o'clock Pacific time. Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. As a reminder, the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care, diagnosis, or treatment. This show is intended for educational and informational purposes only. I am a licensed physician, but I am not a replacement for your personal doctor, and I am not practicing medicine here. Always remember that our understanding of medicine and science is constantly evolving. Though my opinion is based on the information that is available to me today, some of the contents of this show could be outdated in the future. Be sure to check with trusted resources in case any of the information has been updated since this was published. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me, call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com help. Yeah.